Welcome in on February 5th, 2021, the Friday before Super Bowl weekend. Uh, the Chiefs and the Bucks matchup uh, could be a passing of the torch. Could be uh, Tom Brady defending his legacy one more year. Uh, we got one game, and then we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We've got a lot of offseason stuff to talk about while you and I have been away, Andy. Uh, and it's, it's a pretty jam-packed show. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I'd say start with the Super Bowl. Yeah. And we'll go from there. Sounds okay. good. Chiefs at Bucks. Bucks getting three points, which that shocked me. I figured them playing at home, which is the first time that's ever happened in Super Bowl history, I figured the Chiefs would get three points. Uh, over-under is 56. You and I both took the Bucks and over. And then for the prop bet, you gave me uh, Brady over-under three and a half touchdowns. I took the under. I think he'll get three touchdowns. So we'll go from there but this is huge this is uh like i was saying before this could be a passing of the torch from tom brady to patrick mahomes i don't know i don't know how you're going to get a lot of competition out of the afc to beat to beat patrick mahomes going forward no no absolutely not uh and you know well actually the dolphins watch into the dolphins uh but, yeah. <laughs> but or to the Jets. Uh, yeah uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't think so. But, uh, but yeah, so either way this ends, uh, it's going to be exciting. So whether it's Brady capping off his unbelievable uh, 10th uh, Super Bowl appearance with a win against the, you know, the new up-and-coming guy who's going to potentially be the only guy who can uh, replace Brady in the all-time list, I think, down the road. Uh, would be Mahomes, and so if he could beat him now, that's a that's a Jordan Lebron moment that people always want, you know. And if uh, and if he doesn't, Mahomes beats him, then Mahomes gets to start his career in his Hall of Fame case by beating Tom Brady. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a really exciting game either way. It's historic. Uh, I don't see this being a blowout either way. I think it's going to be fun and exciting to the end. Yeah, I think it's a high-scoring game too. Uh, yeah, definitely. The Bucks secondary is suspect. Uh, they do have a they do have ex- a lot of exotic pass rushing options with Todd Bowles on the defensive side, uh, and the Chiefs are now without both of their starting left and right tackle. That changed my mind. I was going to take the Chiefs, but with missing two, but not just your left and right tackle, but those are like Mitchell Schwartz and Lane Johnson are really good tackles, yes. and missing both of yes. those guys is brutal. I don't know how you I don't know how you overcome that, especially against a team that's known for being able to blitz so well. Yeah, you uh, you don't. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. But Mahomes can scramble. Uh, I mean, he, he scrambled for 33 touchdowns this year. Um, I look forward to seeing what he can do and how he can extend plays. And he just needs that one little flick of the wrist to, to toss it 58 yards to Tyree Kill. <laughs> I mean, and 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 yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great game. I'm I'm really excited. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna go across the Chiefs offensive line. You tell me when I hit someone that you're confident in. Left tackle is Mike Reimers, then Nick Allegretti at left guard, Austin Ryder at center, Stephen Wisniewski at right guard, who's been okay in the past. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's kind of on an island out there. And then Andrew Wiley at right tackle. Now, I also want to bring up that their backup left and right tackle is Martinez Rankin, who uh, used to play with the Texans, and their only backup interior lineman is Yasir Durant who was an undrafted free agent this year. He's a rookie. And sorry, I said Lane Johnson earlier. I meant Eric Fisher who's much better left tackle. 
uh, is out. So yeah, that that offensive line, I just I don't know how you overcome that. Yeah, it's going to be really tough. But I mean, I mean Mahomes' arm is just unbelievable. Like we all know, he, he drops back 15 yards and then just hurled it. So we'll see. I mean, I I, I would assume there's going to be a lot more running football than we're used to. Um, but they can't run it. I, they can't run it either. I, I, I think they're going to try. I, they never do seem to be able to. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be. And this is Andy Reid's time to shine, to truly shine. If he can, if he can win the Super Bowl, I mean, he's going to be, he's going to be in talks for the current greatest coach in the NFL right now. Yeah, over Belichick. Well, uh, yeah, I, yeah, because Belichick. And now, I mean, now you see, he's a real. I mean, he's a really great defensive-minded coach. But without Tom Brady. Like, he was, I mean, he got to the playoffs once with the Browns. Like, he's a really good defensive-minded coach. But without Tom Brady, maybe he's a coordinator. I don't, I, you know, like, he, he this year they've done terrible. He, he can't, he can't GM. Uh, but I, I just don't know, I don't know with that offensive line. They haven't been able to run the ball all year when they had their full offensive line. And now with a bunch of, like, basically scrubs, they're going to try and get the run game going. I don't see that happening. I, I think next year is the time we can make that call, though, because he is missing six of his best defensive players. That's that's a huge chunk of your defense, um, a huge chunk. And so oh, wait, missing all about those, Belichick? Belichick, yeah. I was missing six players uh, of his really good players that uh, opted out due to COVID this year, So I, you know, unexpectedly. So I think that's... But, can't overcome that. But the majority yeah. are on the defensive side, which is not in question. He's a he's a brilliant defensive-minded coach. Right, right. So, but I'm saying if, if the defense had, you know, played better and given more opportunities to the offense, maybe it'd be a little different is all I'm saying. So I, he, and, and also, he had a horrible quarterback. That was a horrible idea to bring Cam, in my opinion. Um, I think I, I, I will bet all kinds of money uh, he's going to end up with a better quarterback somehow out of all this i don't know how uh i think uh you know some kind of trade for a you know a cousins or a darnold jets aren't going to give them to him but uh you know some some existing veteran uh watson maybe even who knows um but no one wants to for, go there either i mean look at stafford stafford said i'll go any you can trade me anywhere but new england because it, it was always known as not a fun place to it was always known as a not a fun place to to play like it was always very business but they won a lot so you could do it because they won a lot and now they have no offensive weapons i mean their offensive line is pretty good but you know they have no weapons they have no one to throw the ball to so mac jones i don't know they could they could end up with a quarterback in the draft i guess but mac jones is coming from a system where the defense was phenomenal so it's and it's it'll be similar to Belichick, because Belichick and Saban have very like-minded approaches to football. Uh, yep. But Mac Jones had that was one of the greatest teams ever, college teams ever assembled. Like he had two unbelievable wide receivers. He had, a, he had Najee Harris as a great running back, a great offensive line. Now he's going to go to where he has. I mean, he's got a bunch of running backs, but none of them are really the guy. That he has no wide receivers. Like if Mac Jones were to go to to New England, ah. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I still couldn't tell you what Mac Jones is. I think he'll end up being, I think he'll end up being an Andy Dalton, a little bit more mobile Andy Dalton, not incredibly mobile, but more so because he just, he was in a system where everything went well. Absolutely. And, but again, this is where a good coach comes in. Uh, well, that's why I say we'll, we'll see this year. We'll, we'll see when he gets a better quarterback, which I, I'm 90% sure he does somehow, somehow. 
Um, there's even talks about him trading for both Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Um, but I think he'll end up with something better there. And then, uh, you know, get his players back defensively, I would assume. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking a lot more forward to seeing how they look then. Uh, but anyway, I still think Andy Reid has a chance to become known as the best current coach of the NFL if he can, without his tackles, come back and, and beat Tom Brady in this Bucks defense. I mean, Vita Vey's back, right, with the defensive line? Yeah, which is... For this game, they're, yeah, they're I a don't, monster. Yeah, I, I, I just, I don't know. Boy, Mahomes is going to have to have the best game of his career to be with, with all the pressure he's going to be getting. And that's why I took the Bucks. I mean, I would have taken the Chiefs if, you know, the offensive line's good. But I get the Bucks and three points. I'm taking the Bucks. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, let's hold on, sorry. What's that? Sorry, I meant to stop. And for the coaching carousel. Now, we had a lot of coaches that got moved around, picked up, uh, and then a lot that got let go. So, there, I think there were seven this year. Um, yes. Th- th- a lot of them are shocking. Like, I didn't – I haven't even heard of some of these people before. And now – are they, and they weren't even coordinators, and now they're head coaches. Um, I know one that you yeah. and I were both pretty we, – we thought was pretty good was Brandon Staley, the former defensive coordinator for that Rams defense that was really they, – they were top – I would probably top five defense uh, this year. And I think that works for the Chargers. They really don't need help on the offense. They were lighting people up. It was just they couldn't stop anybody. So I think the, adding Brandon Staley and bringing in that defensive uh, mindset, uh, they, they can kind of just let Herbert do his thing. And Brandon Staley, he stays in L.A. He's going to play in the same stadium. And he's got a ton of talent on that team. Yeah, yeah, he's, I mean, like you say, he doesn't even have to move. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Uh, but, yeah, tons of talent, uh, especially on the defensive side, which was underutilized. I mean, that's the key. If you can bring in a guy who's a good defensive mind or offensive mind, that's great. But, if, you know, if, if that side of the ball was already firing on, on all cylinders, then it doesn't really make that big a difference. In fact, you have only only way you can go is down. So uh, there's a lot of players who have not reached their potential under Anthony Lynn, in my opinion. And so I think Brandon Staley can get the most out of him. And, yeah, I think it's going to be really fun to watch this team. Joey Bosa, especially. I feel like he still had a decent season when he played, but nowhere near what he could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him and Melvin and this Ingram. Will, this would be great. Too. Him and Melvin Ingram with that pass rush. And hopefully, man, I, I want Derwin James to be healthy this year just because he could be one Football's of the best better. safeties of all time. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's just more fun when, like, that's such a different defense when he's, uh, healthy, but he's been out. This is his second season in a row that he's been injured, and he's uh, and he's in a division with Mahomes. They need a good safety back there. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully they get that fixed. Um, I like it. I, I think it's yeah. Brandon Staley makes sense. I know there's a lot of people that were kind of wanting him. So good for the Chargers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one yeah, that made no pick. sense is Nick Sirianni to the Eagles. Uh, explain this to me. Can't can't be done. Uh, I see nothing in Nick Sirianni uh, that I like. <laughs> I mean, that's that's putting it mildly. Um, it, it, there weren't even there weren't even talks of people bringing him in that I'd heard of at all until until they brought him in. Now, I mean, he was an offensive coordinator, correct? In a, in a wildly mediocre offense. Yeah. Um, for the Colts. But uh, for the Colts, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, if you're hiring a Colts assistant, why wouldn't it be Everclose? 
I mean, the guy had a, had an amazing defense. Granted, there were really good players on that defense, but uh, Sirianni was the beneficiary of an insanely good offensive line. Um, and honestly, they didn't play as well as they should have behind that offensive line either. I mean, Philip Rivers, granted, is aging, so I mean, there's some leeway there, but. I don't know. I, I'm not impressed with him as a as a coach so far from anything that I've seen specifically. And I mean, maybe they think he can do amazing things with Jalen Hurts, but I, I would you would think that the number one priority is going to be you bring in a guy who can get the most out of Jalen Hurts, and maybe that's what they think they can do with him. Yeah, um, I, honestly, it's not wins. Honestly, I think there's two, maybe three jobs that really no no good candidate wanted. Like it, they just didn't want the position, and I think I think the Eagles, the Texans, and possibly the Lions uh, struggled to find people who actually wanted the, wanted the job. And so I think the Eagles just kind of they found Sirianni. I don't know, I don't know what qualifications made him seem like a good idea, but the you know the owners kind of we've seen it this year. Usually you, we thought he kind of stayed out of it, but. This year, you kind of saw that he's a lot more hands-on and not in a great way. And so, I don't know. I don't get it. The press conference was terrible. Um, and this was a year where the bar for press conferences for new coaches was very, very, very low. <laughs> so, uh, for him yeah. to come out and have that, I don't know. It's We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, now there's the rumors that, well, it's a little more of a rumor that uh, Wentz is going to be traded to the Bears. We'll get into that later, but I, I don't know. I, boy, if you're an Eagles fan, that this is not this does not look well. So it uh, doesn't, and there's very few players. Uh, their cap space is atrocious, so they've got a lot of work to do without a lot of assets. Um, I mean, they can let go of a Dick Barnett and save ten million, a couple of guys here and there. But I mean, Wentz is a huge liability even if they trade him he's going to be a huge liability so i'm i'm really interested to see i, I think that's a good reason why a lot of the coaches did not want this job because you don't have a, an ability to turn it around very quickly yeah um unless jalen hurts is a big just just absolute phenom and, I, I don't and there are some bright spots yeah you know, running back and receiver there's some bright spots there but certain things have to really turn around especially their left tackle um, that young guy they 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 brought in last year. Um, I just blanked on his name, but uh, Andre top, Dillard, top guy, in the, huh? Andre Dillard, Andre Dillard. Yes, uh, he's got he's got to turn out to be a good tackle and be healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their whole offensive line. I mean, they were up. Brandon Brooks was injured. Uh, everybody, everyone on the everyone on the entire team was injured, and that seems to be. I mean, they've had an issue with that for the past three years. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean. Maybe a new regime could bring a new strength and conditioning coach, and that'll change things. I don't know. Maybe the field's an issue. I don't know. But uh, that division too. So yeah, yeah. There's the potential to do well, and unloading Wentz's contract is going to allow them to bring on uh, to re-sign other people. I mean, that hindered them. That was a lot of money. So Will it? I mean, if they trade him, it's a accelerated fifty-four million dollars cap hit. Well, then take this so year I, and just see what you can do. I mean, yeah, you, you, the NFL, you don't have a lot of options right now. You, you don't. And I, and I researched this because of the Watson situation, but I think this pertains to some of these coaches and, and positions they took. Um, there have been situations more than once where they've been able to petition the league to allow the trade to allow the dead money to go to the other team, which is not how it's written in the contract, but 
teams have, have, you know, written the NFL saying, you know, we're accepting this dead money from the other team to bring in their quarterback or their, whatever their player is. And the NFL has approved it before. So there is a precedent that potentially, you know, in part of this deal, like to the Bears, for instance, they could trade Wentz and Wentz could take the majority of that cap hit. I mean, the Bears could take the majority of it. And that way they can bring Wentz in. You know, uh, they have plenty of cap space this year. They can take that brunt of it there, and then it's an easy contract from there on out for them. So there is potential to get rid of them. Yeah. Uh, Let's move on to the Falcons. So they picked up Arthur Smith, uh, a name I really didn't know much about. I know you you said you've looked into your pretty high. Um, He's coming off being the Titans offensive coordinator before that. Uh, A lot of work with the tight ends and offensive line. And I I know you've said that he's pretty highly thought of. you know, the, the Titans offense has been great. It's been very Derrick Henry uh, focused, which, I mean, if you've got him, mm-hmm. why not? Uh, Tannehill has played better under him. Uh, and he and before that, he was a tight ends coach. And the one thing the Titans were always good at for like the past five years is they had really good tight ends who kind of came out of nowhere and just, they were just, they would constantly steady. They always performed well. And then they would just kind of fade off into existence uh, after they left. Yeah. And, Became forty. Absolutely. When when he joined uh, Delaney Walker at his best seasons ever, and then uh, and then right after they they had to move on from Delaney Walker, which seemed devastating in the offense, he makes Jonah Smith uh, an amazing tight end overnight. So uh, so yeah, he's had a lot of success there, and and seeing what he can do with the whole team will definitely be interesting because you know it's not a one to one correlation, but uh, but he was pretty well respected around the league. So yeah, another, another interesting one. Yeah. And I think the Falcons, they might be salvageable. Um, they've got a, that's a team that you could either say they're either win now with what they have. And they've got like a, a small window of maybe two to three years, or it's time to rebuild everything. So it'll be interesting to see which way he decides to go. It's so far, it seems like they're going to try and win with Matt Ryan. Um, but boy, if you yeah. told me you were going to trade Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, that would make sense to me. Like I would, I would back that up. And if you want to try and do it with Matt Ryan, okay, good luck. You might be able to, he's what? 34. That's, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. tough for a quarterback unless you're, unless you're Tom Brady. So uh, good luck to him. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a tough way to, tough road to go forward for their, for them in my opinion. But uh, I mean, they've got, again, they've got pieces. They've got pieces. Calvin Ridley's really special too. But my my opinion is, I mean, there has to be there has to be somewhat of a teardown, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about the Jags? They've got Urban Meyer coming in. A lot of people kind of see that as the best coach hiring uh, of this year. I mean, he's ever coached in the NFL. He's coming from a college coach, but he's done well at Utah. He did well at Florida. He did well at Ohio State. I mean, he's he's been. He's had a, a good career of turning programs around everywhere, everywhere he's gone. But there are – there's health issues that, that have taken him away from Florida, that have taken him away from Ohio. Um, he's basically got, from what I understand, like, it's like a cyst on his brain. And if he like works too hard, it can aggravate him. And so I, maybe he's not your long-term guy, but if he can come in within three years and just kind of get things on track and get the ball rolling, uh, that's – I mean, that makes sense that he'd be the guy to do that. Well, yeah, he's going home to Jacksonville where he coached for so many years for Florida. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's the best coach hire, in my opinion, in, for the fact of 
a quick turnaround. Um, I still think one of the best coaching hires I've seen so far is Robert Sala. But, uh, but Urban Meyer, I mean, yeah, well, like you said, he's got health issues yet to be seen if he can coach at the NFL level yet. And, you know, a lot of the success was from being a leader of men, but also a lot of the success like Nick Saban is their ability to recruit, which is not a thing in the NFL. So um, when you're stacked with all five-star recruits, <laughs> it's like giving me a team foil first-round picks. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see when it's on a more level playing field uh, if you can still out-coach the other guy. So, um, But he's still getting yeah, the five-star no, I, recruit. He's going to get – he's getting the top pick in the draft. He's getting Trevor he is, Lawrence. He is he's getting this time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but he's going to be playing teams full of other really good players too. True. So with equal talent on the field, but, but Trevor Lawrence, you're right. I mean, I think, I think this has the best chance of being extremely successful right out of the gate. Uh, Cause Trevor Lawrence just strikes me as a guy who's going to be, you know, really good week one. Um, I just think he is. I, I'm, I'm terrified of him being in my division, uh, but I uh, respect it. And they're going to be fun to watch, even if they're going to be trashing my team for the next few years. Yeah. Um, but which is a fact. But, uh, but they, you know, they still have some pieces that they need, but they have assets too on top of Trevor Lawrence. So it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be very successful very fast. And you'll see as we get closer to the season starting after the draft, after free agency, suddenly the hype's going to start building faster and faster and faster. And Jaguars are going to be a dark horse candidate. So you'll see instantly. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I still want to see who the Colts get as their quarterback. Uh, depending mm-hmm. on that, I think the Jags could win the division next year because they are loaded with talent. And I think uh, yeah. getting a rookie, you won't you have to ask Trevor Lawrence to do that much, even though he's probably the one quarterback coming out of college that could that could be the one that you know has to carry a team. But he's not going to be he's not going to have to here. So I think it'll be a smoother transition for him. And they they had a lot of injuries this year. They had a lot of rookies this year. I think they're going to be I think they're going to be dangerous. So. Good luck to that. I think the, I think the the one quick piece we should mention before we move on though is I kind of talked about his ability to to scout. I mean to scout to uh, to recruit, but uh, man, it, that that is going to help him during free agency because he's going to be able to tell people, look, I know what you think about Jacksonville. We've been a dumpster fire for the last you know ever, <laughs> but uh, we got Trevor Lawrence. We got these. We got a playmaker running back. We've got some uh, plethora of receivers like. We need a guard. We want a, we want a solid guard and a solid right tackle. He might be able to find him in free agency, and then he's going to have the first pick in the second round. Plus, I think a late first round pick from a trade last year. So, uh, yeah, they're going to they're going to have a heck of a heck of an off season, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, they've got the pick from uh, trading in Gakway. So, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and Urban Meyer is a known name. I mean, pros know yep. who Urban people are going to go there to play with him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go into the one that you that, who was your favorite. And that's Robert Robert Sala to the Jets. Uh, I like Sala. Yep. I, I think he he could do well. His players clearly love him. Uh, very highly thought of. Uh, coming off being the defensive coordinator in uh, San Francisco, and they were always a threat. Uh, even when the offense, mm-hmm. they would just rotate rotate quarterbacks. That defense was always a threat. So good for him. Uh, that's a big market. He seems like he seems like the kind of guy that would be able to handle big market New York uh, without flinching. Some of these other guys, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if Arthur Smith could. I don't really know about him. Sirianni, he, I mean, he looked terrible mm, at the Eagles. No. Dan Campbell looked terrible at the Lions. But I think Robert Sala could kind of – and that that does make a difference. That You're going to get a lot more uh, scrutiny when you're in a big market like New York. 
And the Jets have – they've got some cornerstone pieces. They've got a, a really good interior pass rush, and they've got – They've got their book, their their left tackle for the future. No matter who the quarterback is, they've got Mackay Becton, who is going to be nasty for yeah. a long time. Uh, they've also got the second pick in the draft, and they've got two first round picks. They they could do a yeah. lot here. They don't, and they no one's expecting them to be great. They don't even have to win the division. Like eight and eight would be a huge year for them, just because of how bad Adam Gase left things. Uh, yeah, and you know he's got. I, I think there's several defensive players that are really good. They got some young guys like Bryce Hall, Marcus May, Ashton Davis, uh, as, uh, their safeties and corner. Um, they need another corner, but I can, I will, I will bet my dog that, uh, Richard Sherman will be a jet day one of free agency. Um, he's already said he's going to follow Robert Solid anywhere he goes. Uh, and he's a free agent. I so like not that, that I think Richard him. Sherman's a playmate, you know, a blazer day, you know, but he's an improvement over, uh, uh Blesson Austin. So, yeah. so it's going to be, you know, and he's a leader. He's a smart guy. He's a leader on that defense. And he'll be able to get the most out of these young guys back there. And, and yeah, I think Robert Sala is going to make that an elite defense almost overnight because, like you said, they already have a bunch of pieces there that were being uh, misused. Uh, that Fadakasi, uh, the defensive tackle, is a yeah. beast. Henry Anderson's a beast. Quentin Williams, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and, and then the secondary, yeah. So, you know, you use – one of your uh, your late first round pick, I think on a, uh, on a linebacker, and then uh, get one more player for the offensive line in the early you know first pick of the second round, second pick, uh, and you've got a you got a heck of a team, and probably Justin Fields could could be could be Zach Wilson, but I think they're going to end up bringing in Justin Fields. That's my opinion. Yeah, I yeah. think Watson's going to be too expensive. Yeah, I and I don't know that keeping Sam Darnold's not the worst thing. But uh, let's go from yeah. uh, one of the one pick we like to one of uh, just an odd one. This, so Dan Campbell for the Lions, and it's such a Lions pick. So Dan Campbell was the interim. <laughs> He's the tight ends coach. He was a tight end. Uh, he was the interim head coach for the Dolphins for uh, for a year, and apparently he's very raw, raw. You know, he'll pump up the players. But I mean, that stuff kind of that works when you're winning. Uh, but when you start losing and the guys constantly talking about biting off kneecaps, that guy's going to get old. And uh, that press conference he gave was like a WWF intro. It was the most bizarre thing I've I've ever seen. Lucky for him, Nick Sirianni came out and <laughs> just just gave a an equally yeah. a, a different direction, but an equally just bizarre uh, press conference. I don't know. It's Lions doing yeah. Lions things. Absolutely. And, you know, they've, they're, they're just a question mark of a team. I, I think they were, he was just like a, a grasping at straws when they're trying to find a way to infuse some fight into this team. Uh, because like you said, they've been, they've been a dumpster fire forever. Um, I, I can imagine that they probably don't get a hundred percent out of their players all the time because they probably think it's a bit of a joke as well. So maybe, maybe they thought this guy, like you said, could be the raw, raw guy to, uh, to get some fight and, and blood and uh, split sweat and tears out of these players. Um, there are some decent players on the roster, not a lot of great ones, um, but they got some picks. They got, well, they're really downgrading to Jared Goff, but they got, they got some decent uh, players. All yeah, over. but that they're, was by design. Jared Goff thing was by design. Like they know they're, they're tanking once again, uh, maybe not yeah. tanking, but rebuilding yeah. once again. And rebuilding, so yeah. why not take on, 
Goff, that means you've got your bridge quarterback. Um, you've got, you know, you've got a first round pick. And so you can go get, you know, you can use that to go get your quarterback or to just, I don't know if you think you can go with golf, but who knows? He, golf was very, I don't, yeah, I don't either. I mean, I, I mean you're losing Galladay. All they've got is TJ Hopkinson. Yeah. That's all they've got. Uh, and, and a plethora of running backs who I guess Swift by the end was actually making it. Yeah. Swift, I think will end up being really good, but you got to improve that O-line. And they did work on that um, in the past. But that you now that you've got now that you don't have Stafford, I think I think he covered up a lot of blemishes for that offense that you mm-hmm. didn't see, and so now yeah, boy, you're gonna have to improve that offensive line because you just became a running team pretty quickly. <laughs> you're right, you really did. Uh, let's move to the last one and probably the most painful, and that's the Texans hiring David Coley. A uh, lot of there's been a lot of news about who they were going to have as the head coach because of all the, all the issues with Deshaun Watson this year. And so they really needed to knock it out of the park. A lot of people thought after they messed up so bad with not even interviewing the enemy, that they were just kind of waiting for him to get through the Super Bowl so that he could be hired. Well, in the most Texans way possible, they do this. They get a guy who's never been a coordinator. Um, He's just been, an assistant in 30 years. Yeah. 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 He's 65. He's 65. And they hired this guy who's never been a coordinator. He's been a wide receiver coach for the Baltimore Ravens most recently when their receiving game was, it was almost non-existent this year. It was terrible. Before that, he was with the Buffalo bills, as the quarterback coach uh, from 17 to 18. I think that was, I think that was right when that might've been the year before Allen, but they moved on from him. I don't know what he did there. And then with the Chiefs, he was the wide receivers coach with the Chiefs the year that no wide receiver scored a touchdown. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's questionable. Uh, so I think that I, I normally never believe in this, but I think they're planning a tank. That's just my opinion. Um, he's got great coordinators around him, just like uh, – uh, the Lions actually believe it or not have tons of great, uh, you know, assistant coaches all over the place. But the head coach on both situations look like they could be a fall guy. They just do. They look, they have the smell of the fall guy. And I think they know that Watson's going to be sitting out this year. I think they know, I mean, they obviously made it, made a pack. Obviously no one can know this, but them, but they've obviously made a pack and said, Watson is not being traded. No matter how bad he wants it, he's not being traded. Uh, reports have now come out that some teams called with huge packages for Watson and they won't even have the conversation with them. They won't even discuss what they'd want, you know, what the package would be, if not what we're offering. They just said, no, no, we're not talk- taking this call. And to several teams, uh, including the Raiders, the Raiders came out through and said mm-hmm. uh, specifically that uh, they wouldn't even speak to him. Uh, so they've made, the, they've made that decision. And I think we all know that Watson will sit out. Uh, I think he's going to do it. He it could be wrong. I think he knows he's going to sit out. So in my opinion, they're going to end up with their top pick in the draft. They're going to have great assistance all over the place. And then they're going to allow Watson help on the coaching search and apologize, you know, next year and say, you know, Hey, we got the first pick in the draft. We're going to build this great team around you. The contracts are cleared up. Let's, uh, so you think they brought in, you, uh, so you think they brought in Coley as an interim coach be a for a guy. year? Yeah. Boy, that makes you look even worse. I mean, you look like the Browns with Freddie Kitchens. You bring in 
Coley for a year and then move on. Like that's such a that's such a that's such a. I understand what you're saying to tank. Look how it worked for the Browns. I mean, <laughs> they luckily got well. They got the they then went and hired the coach of the year, but that that made no sense for the Browns. They were they were in the process of trying to rebuild. Like that was a wasted year, and if anything, it worked out terribly because Mayfield regressed so much in that year that he's trying to he had to slowly come back. He might be at where he was his rookie year now, but he lost so much I, I of his confidence. Watson, I don't see Watson regressing, but but uh, you're still wasting but, a year but, of his career. By doing this, there are no whether you right, trade him or there, not, you're wasting a career of a Hall of Fame player. Okay, I don't think they care. I think they're going to let him sit a year. Draft he's 25. He's 25. That's shameful. He's got tons of football. That's got shameful. Tons of football in front of him. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. You'll see. It's, it's going to happen. They're not going to put. They're not going to cut him. They're not going to trade him. He's going to sit. They already know all this. They know all that, and yet they hired David Culley who clearly is not prepared for this job. And there's all kinds of talk that there's coaches within it. Because, by the way, I mean, the Texans hired all of his assistants. So word came out that all the assistants brought in were Casario. It was not Cully. He hired Kelly. He hired Lovey Smith. He hired Hamilton. He hired these uh, uh, in the quarterback, no line, and, and the secondary coaches. All of it was done by Casario, not Cully's picks. So... That, and that's the reason to me that people think Tim Kelly has a shot at being the head coach and they're giving him another year uh, to see if he can do it. Yeah. Or they're hoping that, hey, maybe Lovey Smith turns around this defense and he's got the No, he's been, he's been a head coach and he did not do well. He, he, he's really good. He's a really good defensive coordinator, but he just – Wasn't he the Browns? Uh, Bears. Was he the Bears? He was the Bears head coach. Bears, yeah. And Bears. they had really good defenses, um, but they just couldn't – I think he was the one he he had uh, he was the one who brought over Jay Cutler I believe and that was right before Ooh. uh Tred Treadman oh, what's his name now I can see his face with glasses Mark Treadman I think that was his name and then Trustman Trustman yeah yeah I think it was yeah, yeah I think he was he he uh, Trustman came on after Lovey Smith because I think Lovey was the coach for Illinois for a little while. But it's interesting, though, with coaches, you and I have always said had that conversation and, and there's no real answer. But I kind of feel like if you've got a guy like a Watson or a Mahomes, right, you've got you got someone like that. Maybe you want your head coach to be defensive. Line, right. Like like mm-hmm. because what like like has Lovey, like you said, Lovey Smith had great defenses in Chicago. Right. He was able he was able to do that because that's that's what he's good at. But he had Jay Cutler. Okay. If you gave Lovey Smith Watson and the and the offense was able to hum because of Watson and get you twenty eight points a week, you know, guaranteed, then then you got somebody concentrating on the defense because Watson he doesn't need your help, right? I mean, he's a decent offensive coordinator, um, but Watson's going to be great no matter what. So so the defense is what's got to be shorn up. So I don't know. I don't Maybe. disagree with you. I, I, that's what the you know the Chargers just did with Staley, and I like that approach. Yeah, yeah. Um, and exactly. I and I, I'm not against having a defensive minded head coach. I just don't think Lovey Smith is the guy. He's had a chance to be a head coach with kind of tepid results. Um, maybe Tim Kelly uh, ends up becoming the coach. I, I that doesn't sound like a bad idea. I know he's very highly thought of, uh, but. I don't think it'll be Lovey Smith. I think he's a great coordinator. I'm glad they got him as a defensive coordinator. But uh, I don't know. The, the whole thing, you may be right that he's the fall guy because that's the only thing that makes sense. But it's just it's just so ugly. Like the whole process is just so it's, – it's embarrassing. I mean, it, it, it's got to be embarrassing. 
hopefully Casario knows what he's doing. I don't know that he doesn't. Um, but it's just this year's gonna if this year's gonna be tough no matter what. No matter if Watson plays or not, this is gonna be an, a pretty ugly year. Yeah, I think it is too. I, I think we're gonna I think we're very realistically gonna end up bottom five. Um I think we just need to go ahead and make that piece right now. Mm-hmm. And Watson's gonna sit out, make that piece right now and just get excited about the draft picks in 2022 <laughs> because that's what's happening. And, and, and there have been some reports also uh, that, uh, that the Texans are already pot committed that they're trading Watson in 2022. So that's part of why they're, they're benching him for the year is to get, is to be able to have a top pick in the draft because of our, you know, early pick as well as the picks that we get from Watson in, because if you traded Watson today, it cap straps you and there's no rebuilding that you can do the draft picks that you get for this year are kind of wasted because uh, you have to cut other people and they're like let's just get out of the bad contracts let's let's get in the position where we're financially capable to to make the trade because by the way you accelerate his signing bonus too and cost 35 million by trading him so i think they, can, they literally can't afford to trade him right now so i think that's why they've committed it. you know what we'll let him sit out we'll trade him next year and we'll still get all those picks yeah yeah, I think that's what happens. You may be right. We'll see. It's just a shame that they're going to waste a, a, a young kid, Hall of Fame players. They're going to waste a, a yeah. year of his prime, and it's they are. It's shameful that they got on too. Yeah, and that makes I I I hope he's gone for for Watt's sake. Like I want him to now, go now, to a Packers or something now, where he'll be able to do well. I do too, and he he is someone that they owe. I I don't yeah. think they owe Watson yet. I think they absolutely owe JJ Watt. Uh, and I think that, you know, because he's played his whole career. Yeah. And I think that it's time to let him, you know, go out in a blaze of glory, if you will, and have a shot somewhere. Uh, you really like Green Bay. I like that, too. I really like Buffalo for him. Um, I could even see him being a Seahawk, believe it or not, because they really need uh, a defensive end like that. So I don't know. Uh, but I think they'll give him a shot somewhere. And, uh, I, I'm, you know, I think we'll hear about his trade really early. Uh, if not prior to free agency, um, so that he has the ability to you know get on whatever team he wants to get on. Okay, I'll probably let him and his agent make the trade. All right, 